Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything horror now here's your host justin and brandon take it away boys hello everybody and welcome to pod and gore your one-stop shop for almost everything that is horror my name is justin and my name is brandon welcome to the show uh yeah. yeah welcome welcome in yeah this is our first episode <laughs> since our month of binge-a-thon it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a break <laughs> hey. from you <laughs> and the funny thing is is like even still like i still found a way to almost not be able to record today yeah i know <laughs> oh my God. i wasn't gonna mention it like but you know yeah <clears throat> hey mr let's record every and week see, and every time we do this it's a <laughs> mad dash to the finish line <laughs> I know I really I really want like there's nothing I want more than to record weekly I really do want it but at the same time I also know that like if we didn't record like multiple episodes <laughs> at once it w- it might be difficult yeah. I just have it's just even work slowing down man I'm working like half the amount of hours I was working three months ago yeah. and I yeah it just doesn't make sense I'm also getting more lounge time, and I'm getting accustomed to being lazy a little less. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to come home from work and it, you know have like six hours before I have to go to bed. It is nice, opposed to thirty minutes. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yep, we we're here. I made it, and uh, let's get it on. Let us indeed. <clears throat> As I fight off frogs in my throat and take a swig of code red. Code red at this hour for you? Yeah, well, I've been alternating between that and uh, Coca Cola all day, so I'm I'm on my code red after my last code. Okay, <laughs> I'll probably regret you. it, but now that I'm not on overtime, <laughs> I can stay up till ten. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, how it. long? Uh, how long was your overtime? How like two uh, months? One month? Yeah, about a month and change. It wasn't that bad. It mm. was well, no, it, it was, was more the principle than, of the thing. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. But we can complain about that yeah. tomorrow at work. For those that <laughs> haven't read the title, this week we are talking about Poltergeist, something I haven't watched since I was a, a wee tot of twain. Um, it's it's probably been I'd say ten years or so since I watched it. Um, I dated a girl for a while who was a big big Poltergeist fan, like it was her favorite, and she didn't even really do horror movies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was one of those ones that we would watch. Well, I mean, this from is, time to time. It, it's rated PG, which I thought was interesting, but it's also at a time where there wasn't such a thing as PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. So it was either PG or R, and it's certainly not an R. And watching it, it's very much a horror movie done by Spielberg. 
Like you can yeah. tell it has that style, the music, and everything. It's just dripping with Spielberg. Well, that and the thing I, I totally forgot about this movie, and not to steal your thunder, but was directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until I did the research, and I'm like, oh, that'll make Brandon happy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, if you want to watch this, of course, you can rent or buy it just about anywhere. But right now, as of recording this, it is available to stream on Netflix, which is where I watched it because I didn't want to go downstairs for the disc. <laughs> a family home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts. And the tagline that I found was a, from a dimension beyond the living, a terror to scare you to death. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. then some. Uh, directed right. by Toby Hooper, which we said earlier. Produced by Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg. Screenplay by Steven Spielberg, Michael Grace, and Mark Victor. Story by Steven Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, like you said, all things Spielberg. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that, like, it doesn't really... When you think about horror movies, Poltergeist is a classic, mm-hmm. right? But um, but you don't ever really... I don't know. I just kind of lost my train of thought on it. But, like, it is it is a Spielberg movie, and it's considered to be, like, a classic horror movie. But the two are never really linked. No, not as like, much as, uh, like, know, a Jaws. Right. But Jaws is often forgot of as a horror movie. It's just a classic film. But it's it is technically a horror movie that we will cover one of these days. Yeah, I'm thinking probably ne- next uh, summer for sure. Yeah. Uh, starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, Beatrice Strait, Oliver Robbins, Lou Perryman, Dominic Dune, and Heather O'Rourke. It was released June 4th, 1982, with a budget of $10.7 million. And a box office of one hundred and twenty-one point seven million. Holy shit! Spielberg, man. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I I get it, but it's like okay. Yeah, uh, Claus and Spielberg's contract prevented him from directing another film while he made E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Therefore, Hooper was selected to direct based upon his work on Texas Chainsaw and The Funhouse. Uh, the film was first conceived as a dark horror sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, entitled Night Skies. When Spielberg, Spielberg approached Hooper to direct, Hooper was less keen on the sci-fi elements and suggested the idea of a ghost story. Spielberg and Hooper would then go on to collaborate on the first treatment for the film. Oh, cool. Yeah. Suggestions that Spielberg had greater directorial influence than the credits suggest were aided by his comments, quote, Toby isn't dot 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 a take charge sort of guy. If a question was asked and an answer wasn't immediately forthcoming, I'd jump in and say what we could do. Toby would nod in agreement, and that became the process of collaboration. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Directors Guild of America opened an investigation. The question of whether or not Hooper's official credit was being uh, denigrated by statements Spielberg has made, apparently claiming authorship. Uh, this was first reported in a Los Angeles Times article on May 24, 1982. The same article uh, mm-hmm. from which the above quote from Spielberg was obtained. Ooh, 
Sorry, I'm running out of breath huh. already. No, you're fine. <laughs> Too many sodas today. I know we just we're not even yeah we're not even ten minutes in and you're know. like you're getting to that you're getting to that sidekicks level. I need to take a break <laughs> from talking for a second. I'm like I'm like bro, we're seven minutes in. <laughs> we got so much more to go. Mm-hmm. The investigation ended in the. Uh, arbitrator ruling that MGM slash UA Entertainment Co. must pay $15,000 to director Toby Hooper because the studio gave producer Steven Spielberg a better, bigger credit than Hooper got in its trailers. Uh, although also noting that broader issues of dispute exist between the producer, writer Spielberg, and the director, original damages of $200,000 were dr- originally sought by the uh, director's guild. So, it's, mm. it was a thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, co-producer Frank Marshall told the LA Times that the creative force of the movie was Steven. Toby was the director and was on the set every day, but Steven did the design of every storyboard, and he was on the set every day except for three days when he was in Hawaii with Lucas. However, Hooper stated that he, quote, did fully half of the storyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, well, fall. it's like, uh, it's kind of my bad for half listening to you and half watching Sunday Night Football. I'm sorry, but. Uh, I know it would come up at It seems some like. Point. To- yeah, it, it, it would, and it did. My team's getting their asses handed to them. Okay. But. The thing that like, there seems to be always be something ha- that happens to Toby Hooper. Like, there's like, if I'm remembering right, like correctly, back with like Texas Chainsaw, like that wasn't exactly the most easygoing <sighs> set. <laughs> yes, and it sounds like there's issues again between him and Spielberg. Yeah. Like, okie dokie. Never met the How guy, fun. so who's to say? <laughs> but, you know, there could be some stuff that we just don't know. Yep. That is very true. I mean, Toby Hooper did make one of my all-time favorite movies, and Poltergeist is probably up there with my favorite type of... Uh, one of my favorites when it comes to, like, the ghost stories. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it's good. Yeah. But it's classic. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> At least I haven't watched it since I was a kid, but it was just like, okay, I'd, I'm remembering this. I'm remembering the high-pitched voice of the medium towards the end. Oh, good old Tangina. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I, um, I remember this fondly, and it was good. Uh, yeah. Following the com- I know there's a lot more... Go ahead. Oh, no. I was, oh, no, I was just going to say, I remember other things but i think i'm remembering like i think it's the sequel hmm. yeah i haven't um, seen the sequels a lot more and of course poltergeist there's so many references yeah like, i kept thinking of the family guy episode like the entire time well and i, I it, it dawns on me every time i watch this movie it's kind of like okay so when tangina's standing there she kind of flips her hair and she's like this house is clean I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot that Jim Carrey did this in Ace Ventura when he's all, this house is clean. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, there it is. You know, and then 
the house kind of imploding on itself with Treehouse of Horror, which mm-hmm. we just talked about and, um, recently. And yeah, seeing that, I went, oh yeah, huh? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's yeah, often spoofed movie, but it is a classic. Yeah, it it really is. Following the completion of principal photography in the first week of August 1981, Hooper went on to spend ten weeks in the editing room putting together the first cut of the film. Spielberg went, uh, Spielberg spent much of this time supervising the special effects photography being held at ILM. Uh-huh. Of course. So he could hang out with yeah. uh, George Lucas as much as possible. Yeah, because why wouldn't you want to? True. Uh, Poltergeist initially received an R rating from the MPAA as the PG-13 rating did not come into effect until 1984. Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper disagreed with the R rating and succeeded in having the film changed to a PG-13 rating on approval, on appeal, sorry. Uh, okay. Which, I mean, there, this would definitely would have been PG-13, if that existed. Yeah. The face peeling right. thing alone, like, I'm amazed that they were able to keep that in and stay. Right, that was pretty cool. I totally forgot about that part, and, like the little twist there where he snaps out of it i'm like oh shit mm-hmm. okay but i was thinking back on it like even airplane which i'm pretty sure is pg has mm-hmm. a topless woman run towards the camera down the aisle oh okay so it's like the <laughs> i haven't pg was much more free at the time oh apparently yeah. i haven't seen airplane and oh my god <laughs> For Probably some reason, that scene been... always just stuck with me. I'm not sure why, but, you know, it's just yeah, something you don't that say. came to mind. Uh, the film was a major <laughs> critical and commercial success, becoming the eighth highest grossing film of 1982. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And aside from being well, nominated for, for three Academy Awards, Poltergeist was named by the Chicago Film Critics Association as the 20th scariest film ever made. And the scene of the clown doll attack was ranked as number 80 on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. Which I could oh, see. That was okay. pretty damn creepy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the film also appeared at number 84 on American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Thrills, a list of America's mm-hmm. most heart-pounding movies. Yeah, I could see I could see that. There was a lot of moments that happened in that movie. I was like, oh, I totally forgot about this, but that's fucking... Okay. Yeah, once it like, makes its turn, like when the medium gets there, it's pretty mm-hmm. disturbing. Yeah. Like, up until then, it's like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It's just a typical kind of boring ghost story, but the ending is what makes it. It does. It does get pretty... It, yeah, I, I agree about it. Uh, Poltergeist was awarded the BAFTA Award for Best Special Effects special visual effects and was nominated for the academy award for best visual effects losing that award to spielberg's other summer summer hit et so he lost to himself oh oh, bummer yeah that must be terrible yeah Um, real bad (laughs) unfortunately this movie is plagued by some real life tragedies uh this is considered one of the cursed films in hollywood Ooh. Yeah, uh, Dominic Dune, who played Dana Freeling, and Heather O'Rourke, uh, who played Carol Ann Freeling, are buried in the same cemetery, Westwood Memorial Park in L.A. 
On October 30th, 1982, Dune was strangled by her ex-boyfriend in the driveway of her West Hollywood home. She died on November 4th at the age of 22, having never regained consciousness. And then uh, on February... Yeah. Hmm? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I remember that she passed really young. Yeah. It was sad. And on February 1st, 1988, O'Rourke died of intestinal stenosis at the age of 12. Aw. God, that's so so sad. I know. And then another one... Like, I mean, death is always sad, but when it's so young... Especially if something's so random. Uh, Lou Perryman, who played Pugsley, was killed with an axe by a 26-year-old man named Seth Christopher Tatum in Austin, Texas, April 1st, 2009. He was 67 years old. When he Jesus. Died. Yeah. When he passed, you mean when he was fucking axed? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But some fun <laughs> facts to pick us back up before we get into the actual movie. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Uh, the song Shining by horror punk band Misfits on their 97 album American Psycho is based directly on the film, with the chorus centered on the refrain, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. Oh. <laughs> uh, Heather O'Rourke kept the goldfish Carol Ann has in the film. Hmm. Drew Barrymore was considered for the role of Carrie Ann, but director Steven Spielberg wanted someone more angelic. It was Barrymore's audition for this role, however, that landed her the part of Gertie in E.T. I was going to say, there had to be some sort of a... There had to be some sort of a... Crossing correlation the Correlation there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, both of the terrors that plague Robbie came from director Steven Spielberg's own fears as a child, a fear of clowns, and a tree outside his window. Yeah, that tree is a fucking... Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, when Robbie Oliver Robbins is being strangled, the clown's arms became extra extremely tight, and Robbins started to choke when he screamed out, "I can't breathe!" Spielberg and Hooper thought that the boy was ad-libbing, and just instructed him to look at the camera. When Spielberg saw Robbins' face turning purple, he ran over and removed the clown's arms from Robbins' neck. No, you don't say. <laughs> oh, he's turning colors now. That's not acting. <laughs> uh, the clown puppet used in the film is on display in Planet Hollywood in Caesar's Palace, Las Vegas. Which would be cool to see. Yeah, that would be really cool to see. Stephen King was briefly appro- approached to write the screenplay. It would have been the first written by King uh, directly for the screen, but the parties could not agree on the terms. No, <laughs> I don't know. Like, could you? I don't. I wonder what it'd be like if it would have been done by Stephen King. Maybe a little bit slower. No, I don't mean that <laughs> don't in know. a bad I, way. But I mean, you look at no a lot of his stuff, and it's a lot more character and slow paced, and then the the creepy stuff is like secondary. Right, but yeah, this movie is... like I don't think it could afford to be any more slow pace. No. Last one before we get into the thing. Joe Beth Williams, who played uh, the mom, Diane Freeling, in the first two films, claimed that Spielberg insisted on using actual human skeletons as props in an attempt to save money. At the time, they were cheaper than plastic skeletons. 
I know we've covered that at least once on this on this podcast. Yeah, I think so. Well, I just watched that History of Horror by Eli Roth, borrowing right. their uh, Cheddar app, and they they talk about yeah. it on that too. I know, because why would you want to pay six dollars to to support such a wonderful thing? Because I can get yours for free. <laughs> well, what sucked uh, was I bought it. I bought the show, and it showed up super late on Amazon. I was like, screw it. I just want to watch it now. Yeah. So I have a hard copy that I'm, you know, probably won't watch for another year or so. Fair enough. Okay. While I take my swig and breath, do you have anything to add before we get into the thing? No, not really. Okay. Got your notes pulled up? I didn't take any, but I just you literally got, got done watching it, so. <laughs> where, where are your notes? I emailed them to you. Emailed them. Yep, let me find it. Okay. Well, I have, dude, my email, I have, where the, see, where is it at here? Oh, you emailed them earlier. Okay, yep, yeah. I got your notes pulled up. Well, dude, I haven't checked my emails in like three days, and I have 133 that I need to check, so I haven't even opened it. Sounds like a lot of free porn you're missing out on. Mm, <laughs> I don't need my emails for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the thing. Uh, I liked seeing the old TV station sign off and the, mm-hmm. you know, salute to America and all that jazz. Right. And the dog yeah, rummaging def- from room to room, stealing snacks wherever he could. That was nice. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Carol Ann is just creepy. Like, from she really- the get out. I was surprised at how fast it went to her being creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's just got, like, this real blankness to her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. I don't know how to put it. Like, granted, she's, she's obviously, she's, like, five. Real high-pitched voice. Like, there's times where she reminds me of my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like when she when she's uh, sleeping and well not really sleeping when she's trying to stay asleep when she's in the bathtub after they pull her back yeah like damn damn near looks just like her and then like the next scene you know she'll be standing there looking at I'm like ah you look nothing like my daughter <laughs> and so it's like yeah there's um she's very creepy very creepy and I'm glad that Drew Barrymore didn't play her because it just works better this way I feel yeah because I mean really. Craig T. Nelson aside, there's no one in the movie where I go, oh, it's that person. Dude, like, Craig T. Nelson, unsung, that guy doesn't get enough credit, oh, uh, he's in my awesome. opinion. I just like, watched he, the Incredibles he, movies yesterday. Oh, yeah, dude. Everything. Like, he, I used, like, Coach. Yeah. That, like, I used to, I used to watch so much Coach. Yeah. Like,. I never realized what he's in until I'm watching. I'm like, of course he's in this. This guy's in everything back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. I always like him. And he does great yeah, in this, he... especially by the end when he's freaking out. Oh, yeah, dude. It's His performance in the movie from beginning to end is it's on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me see where... So... Like, it's pretty early in the movie when, and I was looking to see maybe if you had it in your notes or not, but, like, mom and dad, 
he's laying on the like he's laying on the end of the bed and the wife's sitting there smoking a joint and mm-hmm. they're BSing and like just having this real like natural s conversation. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then you know he gets up and he's doing the whole swimming thing. I'm like, God, this this looks like a fun marriage yeah. before everything goes to shit. Yeah, <laughs> like quite peaceful. Everyone's happy and getting along and doing their whole family thing. Get, getting fucking baked just he's reading a book about reagan and Mm -hmm. you know she's just laying there getting ripped fucking reading a magazine or whatever what she was doing (laughs) and like the bedroom is huge like that bedroom is the size of my it's bigger than my living room like big old fucking chair just tv like it looked like a fucking living room inside well, as their be- as their bedroom, mm-hmm. the doors open. Just obviously, it's a different time. But yeah. just, she's laying there smoking. And then all of a sudden, she looks over and you stand there. She takes a hit real quick, and then it's like, whoopsie. no hiding it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoopsie. There's like no hiding it. Kid just walks in. Like he's completely unfazed by the fact that mom is ripping a dube right there on the bed. Yeah. Well, and later, speaking of doors open, so Tweety Bird dies. Mm-hmm. Which may or may not be a sign of the impending doom that is, you know, about to befall them. And she's about right. to flush it, which I don't think is a good idea. It's pretty no, big. That's... <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to try to flush a bird. But she does it with the door open. And then she looks over yeah. and sees her daughter's like, oh. She's like m- <laughs> just staring at her all mortified like, uh, don't flush like my oh. Yeah, maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> Uh, so they end up burying it in so, the backyard with the dog holding service. I was thinking, because yeah. I hadn't seen this in so long, that the channel constantly flipping to Mr. Rogers was a, a creepy <laughs> ghost thing, which I assume, is, I don't know if that's what you're supposed to think or not, but apparently the right, remotes are is... crossing streams from the neighbor's house. Well, yeah, like, I I, I would assume that it's possible back in the, the early 80s, well, that's why I was wondering, since Maybe. you're a lot older than me, if that was a thing back then. I don't know. I wasn't born when this movie came out. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> you f- <laughs> fucking schmear. Yeah, I wasn't even alive yet when this movie came out. It was mm. close. Fair but, um, yeah, it, I would assume it's possible. Like, it, like, probably like how you could open somebody else's garage door with your clicker yeah i remember that but i never thought like tvs would be that way especially through walls and like cross fences and shit like that's quite the yeah i can barely get my remote for my tv to work from my couch sometimes and yet this is going from across the yard yeah that's impressive well i mean and do you see how close their houses are together too they're like move your box he's like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) you know like and they just go back and forth it uh Classic 80s spat. You move your box. No. You move your box. <laughs> Stupid dick. Uh, yeah. So that night we get super creepy lightning and thunder and our first glimpse of the creepy tree. And because it's Spielberg and I'm pretty sure he's friends with George Lucas, we have obligatory Star Wars toys everywhere. Oh. 
100%. And I wish, oh man, yeah, so cool. I noticed how many, like at first you're like, okay, cool, there's that. Then there's the poster. Then Mm. there's the Darth Vader. And then there's this. And I'm like, yes. I'm pretty sure I saw an alien poster on the wall at one point too. (laughs) Hey, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No. But it was just like, God, I wish I had that figure. Oh, that's probably worth so much. He had the Darth Vader head carrying case thing that I'm sure is worth mm-hmm. tons of money now. It's like, you bastard. Oh, probably. <laughs> and then the creepy clown, which no one really acknowledges but the boy. Yeah. And it well, made me wonder. I feel like that's something they should have said something about. Cause it's like, is it his clown? Yeah. Is it anybody's clown? He doesn't seem to like the clown. Like, is it one of those things his grandma got him and he hates it, but he has to keep it up to be polite? Yeah, who knows? It's really hard to say, man. There's a... Like, not only that, but the other thing that makes me wonder about this, it's like, okay, so that entire plot where everything's at, like, is it... Why is it just their house? Yeah. There's more than just say 10 bodies buried underneath that house like it's the like not to get too far ahead but it's mm-hmm. the entire little area like why yeah it should be every they... house and especially because when they go after the hauntings kind of start they go to mm-hmm. the dickhead neighbors and they're like if any have you experienced anything weird and they're like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about get off my get off my lawn jerk <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> don't make me get the hose <laughs> right uh, but the lightning and thunder get too much and so next shot is everybody in mom and dad's bed yeah <laughs> with the flashing well, lights I, I, go ahead I kind of liked I kind of liked how that it was just a moment of like how, how good of a dad Craig T. Nelson was in this movie like you know trying to trying to calm this kid down but doing it in such a logical way that like it just it worked he's you know he's like you know count the lightning yeah if you know it's longer it's further away Mm -hmm. just i I thought that was an awesome scene yeah i mean compared to brolin and reynolds and amityville and how big a dickheads they turn immediately granted they're being Mm -hmm. haunted but yeah nelson stays like this cool calm collected nice guy fixing shit pretty much throughout everything Mm-hmm. It's just nice to see. I, Meanwhile, everyone yeah, else is going is nice. daffy. <laughs> yeah. But the lights start flickering on the TV, and the mist starts coming out of the TV, and that's when we get the classic uh, line of the year here. And then the, which is the funny house shakes like crazy. I, with, uh, so... On my Twitch streams, um, I have a bunch of horror-themed um, sound alerts, and anytime somebody like raids my channel, that's the alert that I get <laughs> is uh, is they're here. Nice. And so, <laughs> yeah, and like so, as soon as that went off, I was like, oh, I mean, I knew what it was from, obviously, yeah. but like it was a nice little like, oh, I'm not being raided right now. Well, I think it's, I would put it as probably one of the most iconic horror lines maybe even movie lines i mean it's one of those things that i think you know even if you've never seen the movie yeah it's like the and the you know yeah, oh yeah those different noises and sounds from horror that everybody knows whether you've actually seen the movie or not 
completely agree. Uh, so later on, Mom is in the kitchen, and she pushes the chairs in around the table, turns around, and they're all stacked <laughs> on top of each other in the most elaborate way imaginable. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> I am over this." <laughs> I've seen too many movies like this. We're getting out now. Yeah, I know how this fucking story ends. We out. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, it, it's interesting watching movies like this, and I. Like, I watched Halloween with my wife a couple weeks ago, and I kind of had to keep reminding her, like, this is one of the first, this was the first, like, slasher serial killer movies, so all of the things that are tropes of don't go in the closet, don't go upstairs, like, Mm -hmm. they're there because of this movie, and so the people in this movie, in this world, have never seen that before. Yeah, it's yeah, 100%. I don't know if this is this is after Exorcist, right? Um, I think so. But I mean, there's really um, only so many creepy popular ghost movies that people would have seen to reference this and go, "Oh shit, let's get out of here." And I would assume it's after Amityville. Yeah. Cuz that was um, 70s. No, so yeah, Exorcist I know is seventies. Let me look up and see because this is yeah, this is well before that. So Exorcist is nineteen seventy three. So that was um, and then Amityville I think is seventy four. No, seventy Amityville Horror. The original movie was um, nineteen eighty two. So no, that's a position. Sorry. Hmm. The Amityville Horror was a book that came out in... No, it was 1979 was the movie. That's right. So, Exorcist came out, yeah, 73. The Poltergeist came out three years after Amityville. So... But still. Yeah. I don't remember my point. Which is real... I don't remember either, but it's 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 funny, though, because before, uh, before we hit the record button, we were talking about how... Um, 70s Amityville horror felt even though it was literally right at the end of it. Yeah. And so sorry I was taking a swig there. That's fine. Um Dead Air's yeah. cool when you're podcasting. It's it's fine. Yeah, one hundred percent. So she freaks out about the chairs and then discovers that there's you know something going on in the kitchen with the chairs. She's uh, drawn out like this map on the floor of if I put the chair here it will slide across the floor and yeah. you know she rushes to show Craig T. Nelson when he gets home from work and they obviously have never seen a ghost movie because then she puts Carol Ann in the spot and yeah, lets her slide well, across I, the floor yeah she <laughs> and, like she's so excited that it's happening yeah you know, she's like, she's doing jumping up and down. She's all woohooing. Like, <laughs> this okay. is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then proceeds to explain, like, how it makes you feel. So you're, like, you're under the impress- impression that she probably sat down. Yeah, she on the did, floor it first. And did it first. Yeah. She's yeah, like, it, like, it feels feel like, like someone's can't... reaching inside of you and pulling you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> It's like you can't breathe even though you can. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but we'll put our four year old daughter in this spot and let her her do it too. Right. Well, even after things start to go wacky and she goes missing, mm-hmm. 
they're still fairly cavalier about it. I don't know if I put it in my notes or not, and that's a little bit down the line, but, like, when the team gets there to investigate, most of the family seems in pretty high spirits. Except for the yeah, daughter, who's freaking out the way you would. <laughs> yeah, and the... <laughs> Again, not to get too far ahead, but the thing that cracks me up the most about the investigators, like... Did they go in there thinking like, hey, yeah, we know that we haven't actually ever got anything before. And so like when they actually start to see everything going on, they're like, wait. This is real? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> oh, it cracked me up. Like, we know we're frauds, so we're just going to play along, get our money and leave. Oh, oh, shit. It's. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I never saw this coming. I, I'm sorry. I have to go. Uh, so, uh, the next night, the thunder gets closer and closer and closer, and the creepy tree attacks, smashes in through the window, and tries to swallow up, I think it was the sun. Well, that tree's a fucking, like, I was looking at it, like, when they first showed it at the beginning of the movie, and how it kind of looks like there's heads yeah. on the tree, like, I'm like, ah, oh, this tree's got personality, I don't like it. <laughs> It is creepy. It's like the Whomping Willow from Harry Potter, but on meth. So it's even more disturbing. Right. Like, But thankfully a giant tornado out of nowhere uh, picks it up and flies it away from the house. Meanwhile, everyone's trying to save the kid from being swallowed by the tree, and Carol Ann is left alone in the house, as you would. <laughs> and she's swallowed yeah. up, along with all of her stuff, into the closet, which was an awesome looking scene. Like, I don't know how they did yeah. it but it looks amazing. Yeah, there, and that's the one thing, man. Like, it's obviously, like, we. I always say it's a different time when I talk about something that happened in the 80s, but, like, like I, I just, I love practical effects so much. They're just better. I mean, when they're done right, it looks so much better. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Especially in that kind of wonky era of the late 90s, early 2000s, where they could use CG but shouldn't have. Mummy yeah. Returns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily. <laughs> and of course, uh, the, the, the worst thing possible is, like, I think about... Um, I always think about Scorpion King. Yeah. When it's like... Well, they threw like that together in like a week. I I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you still you still put that in a in a movie. No, especially that's, when the first that's one your was bad. so good. Yeah, yeah, and I I still like those movies. And um, yeah. well, that the so Scorpion King that what that was um that was uh at the end. Which mummy was that in? Returns. I'm talking. Mummy Returns? Okay, yeah. I haven't seen those movies in a bit. That was where the shitty CG rock scorpion man was from. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, so, oh, once man. the tree flies away in the, the shitty CG tornado, the family goes, oh <laughs> shit, where's our little girl? And... Yeah. You know, the room has been sucked into the, the closet there, and they're freaking out trying to find her. And so mm. the, and the son finally hears her calling for help through the TV. Right, and it's that classic like, 
I can't I can't mock it. Like I'm trying to think of it's that um Oh man, I don't even know how to it's it's the same style that they used anytime someone was talking through a radio where it has that crazy echo and it's like oh. Oh. It's like okay, yeah, we yeah, we get it. You're not you're not here. But I think <laughs> you know? like it, again, it's like Halloween. Like this is kind of what started it. Yeah. Therefore everything is lampooning it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's funny, like watching some of these originals, it's like, oh, this is where all of those jokes come from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna see if I can look it up real quick because one of my favorite spoofs was when South Park, um, when they kind of uh, did their little take on it with the the dead. I think it was the dead celebrities episode and it says season thirteen. I don't remember that one. That might have been after um, I stopped watching. Season thirteen. Yeah, that's. So Doc, oh yeah, it actually had Zelda, it had Zelda Rubenstein's uh, character Tangina from the Poltergeist. She was in it. Oh nice. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Back on topic. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> it's all on topic. It's fine. So the experts are called in, uh, and they get to the house, and when they enter the little girl's room, there's shit flying all around. There's a lamp that flies by and it's like putting itself back together for some reason. Like a, a lot of it looks really cool. There's some that looks CG and like it's flying around for a little bit too erratically, but it's still a pretty cool effect. Right. Uh, there we go. And they, they explain that a haunting is based upon uh like the haunting of a house, and this can go on for months, whereas a poltergeist is the haunting of a person, and it, yeah. it only goes on for weeks. Like, it's m- much more short-term. Well, ha- that was the thing, too. Is like, so, yeah, they say a haunting can last much longer, and that they would hint that it is a haunting, but it's most definitely a poltergeist, and that it's That's more That's what the abrupt. movie's named. I mean, come on, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like... But there's no signs of stopping. No, but I mean, all of this kind of happens within about a week. I mean... True, true. And I, I assume the idea would be more like... If it was haunting, they could just leave the house. And it would be fine. Which would probably be the case anyway. But... The poltergeist, I would think, is more like... If the person leaves, they'd go with it. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not an expert in the paranormal, so I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know there's rules. I just wish I knew them. Well, and I know that other movies broke those rules since, like Insidious yeah. and shit, which I still haven't watched because you wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I know that you wanted to do that one of those soon, and I, I, I was like, don't you fucking do it. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Uh, so they're trying to talk to Carol Ann, telling her to stay away from the light, and there's this crazy light portal reminiscent of Indiana Jones uh, on the ceiling. <laughs> with air gas and, uh, mm-hmm. one of the experts gets a bit on their side from something, which I thought was kind of a cool touch so- that's never really mentioned again. 
expanded on. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's like you the clown. Think it's like, like it's just a random weird thing to have in the movie to keep it creepy. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's like they, there's a, a few times where they show different um, manifestations, I guess. Like they show the giant head coming out of the door. Mm-hmm. They show that um, ghostly thing at um, at the top of the stairs. Yeah. Like. And this next scene, the meat on the counter that erupts in maggots, and the guy runs into the bathroom and rips his face (laughs) off, which was super (laughs) gross. Yeah. And out of nowhere. It's, I don't know, it's... Thinking back, like, when I was watching it the other morning, I was like, oh, this is all really cool and creepy, but thinking back, I was like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's not consistent enough. Right. Yeah, there's definitely, and one of the things too, like, and I can totally relate. Like, I get it. Like, how hard the the like the mom and uh, dad they actually there's a lot of effort on you know coming out of them. Like, the mom's trying to either get out of the house or get into that. She keeps getting shocked and zapped. And yeah, that was pretty you know, brutal dad, when she's trying to go up the stairs and the handle rails or whatever Mm -hmm. shocking her and then she goes to the door and that shocks her and flings her across the room (laughs) yeah you're like god these guys i mean these guys are getting beat up worse than they did um in a lot of other movies but you you wouldn't really know it because they they just kind of keep going yeah rolling like there's no yeah as opposed to amityville where the only one who's really affected is maybe the daughter and the husband and yet they still all look like they're about to die like by the end of the movie yeah 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 and the the the, like what i keep thinking of because it's the one i I see the most i've seen the most is the amityville remake Mm -hmm. and they do a real good job of making ryan reynolds look like he's just going through the ringer but like this whole family is affected pretty hard except the daughter the 16 year old yeah she just kind of like, like disappears for a while and then is, shows up at the end like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> yeah they're like just get out of here which why wouldn't you send everyone away well like you said if it's a potential that, that it follows you well, yeah, I guess I but mean I, I know the parents would stay because Carol Ann's still stuck in the closet but like send the boy away yeah uh, the dog left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure the sun's fine. Uh, so until, he, until he gets choked out. Yeah. Uh, so they set up giant surveillance cameras around the house. Um, then we get the bright light coming from the bedroom and the ghost drifting down the stairs that disappears. Uh, and then we get the exposition scene where Craig T. Nelson's boss is like, yeah, we're going to move all these graves to build up another housing development like we did down there that he never told anybody about. Right. Yeah. Which is a little foreshadowing for uh, later on with with the big eruption. Which... Mm -hmm. 
I kind of, I don't know. I wish it was expanded upon more. I feel like it's almost more yeah, of a big a... deal in Amityville than it is in... Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of things that aren't expanded on in this movie, and it would be pretty cool. Because, like, don't they... Um. So, I always thought that it was an Indian burial ground. I know it's brought up in the movie, but then... Is that something that's brought up later? Is it Indian burial grounds later I don't that know. comes up? And then this one's just regular burial ground, just normal. Yeah. Like I know all burial grounds are kind of, um, I'm, I'm not going to be able to think of the word, but like, like what he said, sacrilegious, blasphemous, yeah, whatever. Sacred. Like when he's, yeah, like sacred ground. Yeah, so I mean, tampering with and screwing with them in any way is going to obviously piss off some corpses. I don't remember now. You watched it a lot sooner than I did. I don't remember if they said anything about it specifically being Indian burial grounds or if that was what they were standing at during this you know, exposition scene or what. But none of the no, corpses that came out of the ground seemed... Native. It, yeah, it, it all seemed That's like just of- regular... Yeah, and that's the kind of thing I was thinking too because it's like they definitely when they're on top of the hill and they show the the side shot of where all the graves are and they're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. You know, we'll we talk to somebody we already relocated them and all this kind of shit." And it's like, "Okay." <laughs> but I really thought that there was something more to that and maybe maybe it's later i don't know i haven't seen these sequels in so long yeah i have never seen any of the sequels so i'm not sure i can't imagine them continuing to move to houses with this many burial grounds but you think yeah. after a while they would get like a survey done of the places that were built on burial grounds and go you know i'm just not going <laughs> to move there i'll, I'll go yeah, to a I'm new development calling. somewhere in the desert or something yeah, I'm good. Did you ever watch the remake to this? I don't think so. I think this is the only one I've ever seen. So, the remake's not bad. It's been, I'd probably say, at least... A minute. Wouldn't it come out? 2015? So, like... That early? It wasn't... Let me see if I can find out when it... Oops, sorry. When it was. Um, because I know... I want to say that the remake... They really focused on um the clown doll much more i would hope so then they like it's such a weird afterthought and it's like maybe i'm thinking of the remakes movie cover yeah well yeah the remake came yeah that the the cover had the clown doll on it so the remake did come out in 2015 so it's been it's only been five years um they definitely put more into that doll if i remember right uh, much more mischievous well it's such um, a random unnecessary thing yeah like I don't I, it's it nice to show that the house is haunting more than just the kidnapping of the girl but it's all yeah. so random that it borders on not making sense and like it's from different movies that didn't get made yeah, so my question to you, because you know this better than I do, so, like, the um, Annabelle movies, when, like, how long is Annabelle? I haven't watched when any did of that them. come out? Okay. But, I, I mean, either. those are within the last ten years, easily. Well, yeah, but, I mean, so is 
the Poltergeist remake. And the reason why I wonder that, because I like Annabelle, basic uh, obviously being based on that doll. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the same thing that they did with the Poltergeist remake. Was it was more the doll than it was the spirits. Even, but it's like I said, it's only I only saw it once and it, once, and it's been five years. Sure. And so I'd be curious to watch it again, maybe do a original versus remake on it. Yeah, I, I didn't even it. realize it existed, let alone only five years ago, so I wouldn't mind seeing it. But yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, it's also one it. of those things that with these modern remakes, they take things from the originals that were just nothing plot points and actually making them into something. And this clown is definitely a wasted opportunity. Yeah, and I think they do try to remedy that in the original or in the remake, if I remember right. But it's been a minute, so. Yeah. I mean, it's really just sure. the one time that he throws the blanket over it, and then the next time when he misses, and then it attacks him, and it's just <laughs> yeah. it's so random. It's like, why did that happen? You think that I mean, it, the whole movie is that they're after the girl and don't want to give her back, but everything else is just like. Sure, we'll make this steak erupt, erupt into maggots and your cameraman will peel his face off, but not really. Yeah. And I don't know. Strange. Uh, so the medium shows up with the high-pitched voice and she's only about three feet tall. I liked her line that the house has many hearts. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, especially given that later on you kind of get a glimpse of how many there are actually out there. Mm-hmm. I keep losing my damn spot. Uh, so, Carol Ann is helping spirits cross over, but there's an angry presence that they refer to as the beast that took Carol Ann is, and is keeping her close to keep the other spirits at bay. It's kind of a Zool Ghostbusters kind of thing. Yeah. I wish they had shown it more, but... At the same time, I'm glad they didn't, given the, the time it was made. Mm-hmm. But, what do I know? Um, yeah. So they try calling out... I'd say not a lot, but I'm trying not to be a, a dick to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wish you'd carry that over to our day-to-day -day lives. Um, they, uh, they try calling out to her, but she's under constraint from this uh, angry demon. And... Mm-hmm. The medium's telling Craig T. Nelson to, like, get angry with her, even though he's, like, the most chillax dad in the world. Yeah. Which, it, it's kind of cool to see him flip that switch, and then he never really flips it back. Like, this is kind of when he's officially had his limit, and he's like, okay, yeah. enough's enough. Yeah, uh, like... It's it like when when that f uh, switch gets flipped, it's convincing too. Like, like you see it, and you're like, okay, I believe that he's really going through this right now. Like, he does a really good job of, I guess, putting out that vibe. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the words that I'm looking for, but like, as as a dad of a small of small kids, like I could. It's relatable. Like, I'm like, okay, I could see myself doing that, being like, oh, shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, protect your family at all costs. And, like, not once 
even with the mom, like not once did I think, oh my god, like I don't buy this. No, I th- think the only time where it was a little suspect, like I said, was that first time when the the crew gets there and everyone's pretty lackadaisical except for the daughter who's having a nervous breakdown on the chair. Right. And everyone else but, is I mean, like it, laughing, having a good time with the whole thing, even though the daughter's missing in the TV. Yeah, she's, sit- she's sitting in the back like, uh, and then the daughter's sitting in the chair like, trying not to scream in horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> As you would in I mean, such a situation. Well, did you ever see the movie White Noise with Michael Keaton? Yeah. It's been a while. I don't so remember any of it. Yeah, so. it's been a, But it's kind of like that when they, when he brings the people in and he's trying to talk to his wife. And he's super... Uh, uh, I hope I'm remembering it right, but he's he's a lot calmer than what you would expect somebody to be who's missing their wife. Yeah. And it's the same thing that carries over into this. Like, So, like, I'm, I don't get scared by, go, like, ghost movies or you know supernatural things like that mm-hmm. but i remember watching white noise in theaters because i love michael keaton sure and i'm sitting there watching this movie and like i get and it's only with these supernatural type movies where i get this really weird feeling that rushes over me where it's like i want to say anxiety but it's not like i'm sitting there and i'm like <gasps> like I'm getting shorter breath. I get like weird goosebumps and shit like that. But even though like this I'm sounds not... an awful lot like anxiety. Yes. Okay, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe paranormal movies give me anxiety. I'm not an anxious person, but yeah. like when I watch these movies, like maybe there's some deep-seated fear, like deep inside that mm. I'm not aware of. Because like there had to be a heart down like there ju- somewhere in your pit. <laughs> In my, do you say my tit? Pit. <laughs> you, pe- you piece of shit. No, I'm just I get it. I get it. Your boy's put on some weight since he. That wasn't know, a fat joke. Driving. It was a heartless monster joke. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know what's worse. Oh wait, a fat <laughs> joke. But like, it's really weird. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, like I get these weird goosebumpy chills, and it's like it's almost kind of hard to breathe. Yeah, that definitely sounds like anxiety. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the only thing, like, like good paranormal movies will make me feel like that, but, like, I'm not scared by it. Like, it's not like it was when I was watching Candyman in 1990, I'd say probably 1993 when it came out on video and I was Well, there is an old. eeriness to it. I mean, it, there are certain movies that are done well enough. I may get some flack for this, but, like, the original Paranormal Activity is done so incredibly no, that well. One, that one did it too. Yeah, and then uh, it's not actually a ghost movie, even though I always think of it as one, but have you watched The Fourth Kind? Yeah, that one did it too. That one is super creepy. Like, I remember watching Fourth Kind years ago in my apartment, and I ended up mm-hmm. like Googling to make sure it wasn't real after the fact, because it was I did just the same so thing. unsettling. I- I did that, and I did the same thing with um, Paranormal Activity. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I was, I remember I was like, I'm looking up IMDb. I'm like, are these like, <laughs> like, Yeah, is this real or not- is it not? And that's the, it's, if anything, it's just a testament to how good the filmmakers were in making those movies. And I can't wait to right, cover those but- at some point in the near future, but. I know, dude, and I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, God, there's like a handful of movies that I want to cover 
right now, mm-hmm. but I know that I hard committed to our next episode, yes, last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I could think of two movies right now I'd rather cover. Next time. But, God, yeah, next time. Next time. Yeah. I know, we're going to start getting into the holidays, and then I'm going to have to talk about Thanksgiving and Black Friday and Silent Night, Deadly Night. And well, I mean, this is our first November at. drop, so, I mean, Thanksgiving would end up having to be your second if you or your next one if you wanted it to land in November, so I think you so, skipped out this year. I, I did, but... You just have to do your Christmas pick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a few I'm I'm thinking for this year. But yeah, so this drops the 9th. Mm-hmm. My episodes drop the 20th. Oh, yeah, there's no way that I'm getting in Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> no, maybe next year. Um, maybe next year. I know you're heartbroken. Well, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the Christmas Horror Story or whatever it's called last year. Pleasantly surprised? Yeah, dude, yeah. that's the one thing. Like, that movie's... In my opinion, super underrated. It is. And the thing that I was... Go back and listen to that episode, fans, if you haven't already. The thing that I hated the most about the movie the entire way through ended up being mm-hmm. my favorite segment of the whole movie. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's a, like... The concept I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I get it. It's kind of like a Christmas version... Of trick or treat, just yeah. not as. It's not obviously. It's like, it, like you know, you have you put. I put trick or treat a level. Christmas horror story, to me is B, but you could maybe put it at C. Yeah. Level, but There's I mean, a it's it's that to most ti- of it. Yeah, it, it that's not as corny as what trick or treat is, but you get it. Anyway, back to what the hell we're talking about. Uh, So they start (laughs) throwing stuff through the closet to make sure it falls through the portal in the ceiling downstairs. Which I thought was a lot of... Which I thought was awesome. Like, that whole scene where the guy's downstairs and they're dropping things through and he's like, okay, you know, we got it. Like, I was like, okay, this is This is the ball with the handwriting and here's the rope and they're tugging to make sure there's no slack. Yeah, that was super cool. Mm -hmm. And... I loved the exchange between the mom and the medium. Where the medium, huh? Put some fucking respect on her name, dude. I didn't know her name, otherwise I would have said it. Obviously, (laughs) I've said it like fourteen times this episode. It's just not sticking. So there, but she's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they're yelling at each other. The mom wants to go through. And she's like, oh, you've yeah. never done this before. And the mom's like, well, like, neither right. of you. She's like, yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. You do it. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. Like, that's one of the cool things about this movie is that given that it was um, 1982, there wasn't, it's not as cheesy as what you, there might not as cheesy. You know what I mean? Like a no, lot of No, there's movies. a seriousness to it and it, it has its levity where it needs to. It definitely yeah. feels like a eighties Spielberg sci fi movie. Yeah. Like it it's just it's dripping Spielberg. Yeah. In a very Some serious drip. Not in a bad way, I guess, but it's like no, watching it, I was not. like, This I mean, is like watching E. T. It's like watching you know, just all of the movies like his 
that have come out since. Right. And the funny thing is, is like what you said, like a like I believe he's earlier uh, spiritual successor. That like I've this might be one of my cardinal sins. I've never seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind from start to finish. That's like boring. I've never put it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember the whoop 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 whoop. Like I mean, I've seen the movie, but I've never like sat down and be like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this now, and I'm gonna watch it till it's done." Yeah, I did that once. <laughs> like once. Yeah, that's it's, like I own <laughs> I it. I watched it once, and I've, until we cover it, I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, it's not it's not really on my list of like god damn it I got to watch this movie. So like that's yeah. definitely probably going to have to come from one of our amazing listeners that just sends an email saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm really going to need you to cover this." Well, I, was, I meant to say this in the beginning. Isn't this a listener request? Poltergeist? Yeah. I feel like it's something that someone list. asked for a while back and we just couldn't get to it. If it is, this uh-huh. is for you. If not, here it is anyway. We, yeah, I want to say, like, I I had a list written down, and I think I gave my wife that notepad because she had to do schoolwork. Hmm. I, don't think I, I don't think I have it anymore, but it, it's very possible it could be a listener request, but... Who's to say? Yeah, this one's for you, listener. Yeah. Damn right. So Diane goes into the closet <laughs> in search of Carol Ann. Uh, she's in there for a while, and Stephen, Craig T. Nelson, is, mm-hmm. you know, instructed to kind of hold the line to make sure she doesn't, you know, get ripped away. And he gets sick of waiting and starts tugging at the rope and pulls out this giant skull demon monster thing, which looks pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but thankfully, Diane and uh, Carol Ann fall through the living room portal. And they're all... Yeah, take a big old fucking drop to the floor, too, and it's like, ouch. Could have put a mattress down since you knew this was happening. Just saying. Yeah. But you had know, to know this fine. was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Way to plan ahead. Yeah. Or at least catch them. <laughs> like... Well, that would have hurt man. him. You don't want that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so they get raced into the bathroom and, you know, they wake up in the tub all covered in uh, Ghostbusters-style goop. Um, oh, and then get rushed to the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the thing. And it's, it's super hard given that she's obviously five. Yeah. And that, like, you know, she's doing her best to stay asleep. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice this as much as you seem to have. Oh, dude, if you go back and you watch that scene where she's laying there, like, you can see her kind of gulp, like, she, like, swallowed, you could, like, mm. a for, I'll give her A for effort, like, she did a real oh, good, yeah, like, she's, like, six years old. Right, but, like, you know, you could see the eyes move, and there's a lot of fluttering going on there, like, she's really trying super hard not to open her eyes. Yeah. Uh, so, they think this is it, they say the house is clean and they fuck off and leave and I was thinking this mm-hmm. was the end of the movie because it had been so long and I was thinking back while watching I was like wait a second they didn't do this or this and the stuff that I had just seen in that history of horror documentary I was like wait when did this happen did I go pee like but it's not <laughs> over it's not even kind of over 
There's like another half no. hour where all the really crazy shit happens. Yeah. Uh, so Diane now has a crazy gray streak in her hair like Rogue from the X-Men. Yeah, she's like, it's kind of punk. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Rock on, Mrs. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, old Rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kids go to bed. The creepy clown is back. Where it went in the first place, who's to say? Why it's still in the chair and no one's done anything about it, it's hard to know. Um, but then he disappears. And then suddenly he's on the bed and his scariest scene yet and drags Tommy under the bed and starts choking him out. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, I mean, this is when the movie actually gets scary. Like, the whole movie was kind of weird and strange and it was fine, I liked it. But this is where it became a horror movie. Yeah. Because Tommy's dragged under the bed, Diane is Nightmare on Elm Street along the wall and up into the ceiling. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. The closet light returns and tentacles and goo and mist and shit are, you know, trying to come out of the closet. The skeleton mm. lady ghost thing shows up. I mean, it's it's just wacky. <laughs> and it's trying skeleton to... Skeleton ghost lady. <laughs> uh, oh, the description there, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was 6.30 in the morning. Come on now. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not hassling you at all, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't remember how she gets outside, but Diane is in the backyard where they're digging the pool, and this is where the actual real human skeletons as props come in, because it's raining, of course, it has to be raining, so the, the hole where the pool's supposed <laughs> to be going is filling up with water, she gets dragged into the water, and all these real human skeletons come popping out and freaking her out. She's trying to get up and can't because it's so wet, the mud's just giving way. Yeah. And in a show of whatever, the dickhead neighbors show up out of nowhere to lend a hand and get her out of the hole. Mm -hmm. I, I was totally expecting it to be Craig T. Nelson. And when they showed it was the neighbors, I was like, wait, what? When did they care? Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> like an hour ago, you were telling them to fuck off off your lawn, and now you're helping them not die? I mean, thanks, well, the funny but... <laughs> thing about that, too, is that, like, when they go over there and ask them earlier, when they're like, hey, um, you notice anything weird? Obviously, they're baked, and they're sitting there laughing and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, <laughs> okay. So, you, like, I, I'm surprised that there wasn't more emphasis on the the drug aspect because i mean obviously they're like and not not that pot has anything to do with drugs whatever like this isn't one of those yeah, we're not taking a stand weeds. Or anything. yeah because i mean i don't think like weed is weed i don't give a shit but like they really did kind of put a lot of emphasis on it and then when they go to the neighbor's house ben and they're talking to him and they definitely put a lot of like hee hee yeah like acting like they on were on something drinking yeah. I, I took it kind of as they realized how crazy it sounded so they were trying to mm -hmm. make it seem less crazy and failing 
but they just kind of came off as obnoxious. Yeah, one hundred percent. Neighbors well, at least the were just like, just fuck off and leave us alone. Like, yeah, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I. But they saved the day. <laughs> they keep Diane yeah. from dying in the pool, which is which is nice of them. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Stephen comes home, and there's the Technicolor light show going on in his house. He's like, what the fuck's going on now? Leave these stupid people alone for five damn minutes. And now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the fact that this is where the um, the developer guy comes in, right? Yeah. And he's standing out there, too. Well, and that's the thing I like is when, when uh, Steven kind of goes off on him and he's like, you fucking knew yeah. what is going on here. And here you are, like, you fucking, you knew. Like, yeah. you all you did was move the headstones. Like, that, I mean, that's... I, that scene is one of the things that was in uh, that history of horror, and that's what made me want to watch this movie, is seeing that scene, because it's amazing. Like, Craig does yeah, an incredible got, job. And I kind of got goosebumps again just thinking about it, too, because I was like... Because that's, that's exactly how that would be. It's like, you fucking knew. Yeah. You probably and didn't know that did- our house was going to turn into, you know... Yeah, a, a light show with ghosts and shit trying to suck us through the closet. But like, you knew you didn't move the bodies; that you just moved the headstones to make people feel better, and left right. everything as it was. And this was the movie that taught us that that's bad. So, yeah, lesson learned. Oh, so they all get in the car. It's essentially like a the birds ending. All this crazy shit's going on, and then they get in the car, and everything's fine. I love... So, uh, before I get to the end. The, so they get away from the house, and there's fire, and hydrants exploding, and all sorts of crazy shit. Finally, the other neighbors are seeing some of this wackiness. Yeah. Glad you finally joined in. <laughs> We've been haunted for weeks, and now, now you get a taste. Yeah. Have some of that, motherfucker. And this is where we get the Trias of Horror reference of the house imploding in on itself. Which was pretty freaking awesome. Mm, oh, yeah. It's, it's, I really do like... It's strange what effects look good and which ones don't. Yeah, yeah. the house disappearing on itself did not look good. But well, then I was again, thinking that, that one did, but the, like, the mist looked super cartoony like Nightmare Before the Christmas. What? But the house imploding in on itself... For the time, I thought it looked actually pretty good. Which one are you talking about? Like, the, which part? I think that the house imploding in on itself at the end didn't look that bad. All things considered. No, it... Well, yeah, given it was 1982, it didn't look horrible, but, like... I, I, I don't know, like, my phone was kind of cutting out there, so I didn't... It's my phone's doing this thing where like you'll come in super clear and then you'll sound like you're underwater, hmm. and it's fucking iPhones acting like I knew, I'm gonna need to do an update. Well, I have Whatever, been like, swimming lately, so that could be it. I don't know. Right. So, so now that I can kind of hear you, what part did you say looked little hokey? Like some of the spirits coming out of the TV, like the mist and shit, and some of the different like weird light effects and stuff. Those look very 80 CG but the yeah. house all things considered it wasn't Scorpion King level bad it was like okay and I think part of it's the lighting <laughs> you know it's dark and so they can hide a bunch of stuff but 
so yeah. yeah. Then they go to the hotel and probably in the best little nod in the movie, the first thing Craig T. Nelson does is wheels the TV outside into the That was my favorite the part. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the movie, man. Like when he they go in there and they roll that out there, I'm like, "Yes." Because that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. We're, we're done with TV. We'll never own another one again. And then the super happy, cheesy 80s movie music that plays through the credits. <laughs> it might as well have been I'm Alright from Caddyshack. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That is Poltergeist in a nutshell. You yeah. there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, my fo- my phone's like it it's cutting in, but it's not. Uh, like I'm not even watching my football game right now because I'm I'm trying to <laughs> trying to pick up what you're saying, and it, I know it sounds like I'm not here, but I'm like phone, do not fuck with me right now. We're almost there, phone. You can do this. I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, so I, we were going to talk about this before the show, and I kind of forgot, but. We've talked about in the past kind of breaking this into seasons. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we've necessarily officially started a new season or not. But now that we're done with the Halloween season. Um, mm-hmm. And just in watching this movie, the the scorecard really just didn't work. Well, no, see, when we did the scorecard, it wasn't like it worked because the kind of movies that we were doing, there was a lot of killing Mm-hmm. There was more of that going on. Like, the scorecard works good in a slasher. Yeah. Um, that type of, of vibe. Um, it doesn't necessarily work in a movie like this where nobody dies. Yeah, and we found lately in the some of the things that we've started to pick as we've tried venturing away from the standard is that the, the scorecard isn't as tried and true as we were originally hoping. So... We have to talk about it more, obviously, off-air, but this is the first movie we are doing without a scorecard. Because nothing, I yeah. mean, aside from Grossest Moment, which is face-peeling, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> there's really nothing yeah. in here that uh, that we could do, so that is officially it for our take on Poltergeist. Yeah, 100%. And that's another thing that we, yeah, we like, we've talked about, um was maybe doing genre specific um scorecards yeah. um some of our notes lately have been taken more geared towards like an actual episode scorecard itself where instead of breaking it down at the very end talking about the beats we're kind of doing it throughout the episode mm-hmm. um there's there's going to be some changes coming to the podcast so if there's something that you want us to do you would like to see us add change um we have two months left of this year um we've talked about doing seasons there's a lot of things that we that we've talked about so if you kind of want to help us shape the show how you want to see it you know don't hesitate to reach out and let us know yeah we you know we'd love to kind of mold it the way that our loyal uh, loyal listeners would like it to be because i mean like the show is not huge by any means but we have we have a solid listenership to Mm -hmm. where it definitely is like hey we got to make sure to keep this going um and but i mean and we do this for ourselves but we you know you guys are the ones that have to listen to this not us so 
if there's something you want us to do, that's why mm-hmm. we always say if there's something you want us to cover, let us know because otherwise we just do what we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this um, is something that, like I said, it just doesn't fit for this movie, and I think it was a sign to me, especially as I was, you know, watching it yesterday morning. Like, okay, we need to do some things differently. We need to revamp, kind of grow, if yeah. you will. And so, like I said, um, and we're both in agreement on this. Changes are come uh, are coming. So, if you want to help get on the, I wouldn't say necessarily the ground floor because we're what a year and a half in. But if you sure. want to. You want to help out? Yeah, I mean, there's things that I'm sure we haven't thought of, you know. So, oh, outside opinions are always helpful. (laughs) There's a lot of things we haven't thought of, and uh, I would, yeah, we'd love to hear it. Uh, But yeah, yeah. So, since that is that, before we wrap up and get the hell out of here for the night, what Mm -hmm. pray tell is the pick that you already said last episode and screwed (laughs) yourself into? I wouldn't say I screwed myself into <laughs> as much as like okay, we're literally a year a year and a half in to our podcast, and we've covered a lot of classics. We covered a lot of icons, but we have yet to do a Pod and Gore take on the immortal Betsy Palmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pamela Voorhees. Did you forget for a second there? <laughs> no, we're hey, a little suspense. Um, oh, okay. No, because I was thinking I was going to be like, oh, Jason Voorhees, but I almost pulled a fucking scream on me yeah. and was like, oh, that's Jason, right, Jason, Jason isn't actually <laughs> yet. Yeah, the killer's Jason. Wrong, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, like I uh, anybody that. <laughs> Everybody knows that Jason's not the killer. Yeah, mostly so because of the beginning myself, of Scream. Yeah, and I, <laughs> but I, I almost set myself up for failure on that. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, no, we're, I heard we're it. gonna open, <laughs> we're gonna open the Friday the Thirteenth door yeah. because we need to cover some Jason Voorhees, but mm-hmm. we can't do that until we take a trip with Dear Mom. I gotta say, out. just watching this, you know, I watched it to do. Uh, Nerds World's take on Friday the 13th. Go listen to that if you want. It was a good episode yeah. from like a year ago. But I watched the first <laughs> one again just because it was Halloween, and it's so good. It is. It, it's so obviously a ripoff of Halloween. But there, well, it is, but at the same time, like you can watch that movie and you can be like, it stands on its own. It does. And we'll, we'll get and, into and that, that in two weeks, but... Right. It's a, and it's that's great. coming from a guy who... who you know, Halloween is my favorite. Michael Myers is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's still Jason Voorhees, and he out there doing his thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I so. mean, and I'm a Freddy guy, but, I mean, watching it again, like, especially the first one, is just a solid, good, classic horror movie. It really is. It almost makes me it sad really that is. the franchise turned into what it turned into, but we can get into that in two weeks. Well, you could say the same thing about Halloween. I did. Like, it's a sad... <laughs> oh, are we talking about Halloween, or are we talking about Friday the 13th? That, too. One will never know. <laughs> or Nightmare on Elm Street. They all went into a dark place that they shouldn't have. You're like, yes. The yeah. answer to that question is yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely, um, what is it, uh, November 23rd, we will drop Friday the 13th, Yep. part one. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. 
I can't wait either. Uh, it'll be nice. It's definitely... There's a, a few others I would... Oh, we almost made it. <laughs> so close. Oh, man. What do you want? I love you. I love you, too. Did you Did you know that I was recording? Yeah. Did you want to come and say hi? Maisie, bring me a pop when you're like that. Hey, do you want to say hi? Hi. Uh, say hi, hi. horror fans. Hi, horror hands. No, not four hands. <laughs> horror fans. Horror. No, don't call Justin a whore. Your dad does what? that enough. <laughs> All right, say hi and bye. Hi and bye. All right, I love you. Give me a test. Oh, thank you. Go get your mama Coke Zero and get the F out. <laughs> don't you call me... You know, I'm dad. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, so or until then, I, <laughs> or whorehand, whore fans, whatever. Um, that completely threw off my train of thought. Where the fuck are we at? <laughs> uh, we're at me uh, trying to remember to call you whorehand tomorrow when I see you. Oh, yeah. And the meat flicking your tit when I see it. Yeah. Um, we're signing off now. So, yeah. Yeah, we're signing off. So, this. Yeah, this is the end of uh, Poltergeist. Maisie, put my mic, my, my, get out. Why? Because you're messing with my Myers masks. I'm sorry, sorry. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah, we're definitely going to sign this off quick. <laughs> this got derailed real fast. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's Poltergeist. Um, that's what we're covering next week. That's my daughter playing with my Covered Myers mask. And cover all the bases. Um, until then, you can uh, find us on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. You can find our Facebook group. Um, join in. Just make sure that you answer the questions so that we know you're a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye. You can uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. You can email us at podgore at gmail.com. Please like, rate, review, feedbacks. Let us know all the stuff that we beg of you every week. Um, And, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks with Friday the 13th. Until then. Until until then, uh, we've been your host, and I've been Brennan. (laughs) Look at you forcing us out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.